On the spins of the pez, going out at the cons, Renaissance fest, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy. And here's your host, the king of the beef eaters, Derek McCoy! Thank you, Dan. This is Derek McCoy, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We're podcasting on a Thursday night. And boy, your enunciation on that was fantastic. Uh, of what? What, what, what uh, word? Your, your, the whole thing. The whole just, thing? Uh, just, oh, okay. just, It's just nice elocution tonight. Oh. Yeah, I say. Well, I had, I had a lot of help. Mm-hmm. This guy over here, yes, dialed me in just right. Anyway, we're, we're podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California, where I would like to point out on Wednesday, July thirteenth, they're having Steve Leolahoa, the inker on oh, Fables, Melekilikimaka. I've his never heard his name pronounced before. Partner, uh, Lea Loha, right? Uh, maybe. I Aloha. I, too fast I, was, the first I wasn't challenging. Time. I know. I, I just I've never heard of it. And Trina Robbins, who has been uh, who's been Her on the podcast before. before. Yes, and Trina has been on the podcast before. Uh, they're coming to sign on Wednesday, June thir- uh, July thirteenth. So that'll be a good out. time. That'll yeah. be a good time. Yeah, we're going to party down. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Right. We'll Maybe. see. We'll see. Anyway, so there we are. We got some. Uh, we have a full house tonight. We do. Uh, Tell them where you've been though. Uh, well, as king of the world now, yeah, as yeah. the king of the beef eaters, which oddly I only saw one. Um, That's all you need, though. I didn't eat that much beef there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to London to see the Queen. And, Did you uh, see London? You see France? I'm horrible. I've got this horrible image of seeing your underpants. No, uh, it's not horrible because I don't wear any. <laughs> oh, it's even more horrible. right into editor. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm anyway, yes, I've been in London and did see the Queen. So, um, did you really? Yeah. How is she doing? How's she doing these she days? Good. Did she say anything about her grandson getting married? Uh, we uh, we saw him too. Oh, and mm. we saw Kate, and, and we saw Camilla, and we saw Harry. And just out of curiosity, did they look at you and go hello? Did they say that? They were waving. Oh, okay. Doing a little mechanical right. hand thing. <laughs> they say, do you have enough money to go to New York and see Spider-Man yet? <laughs> and, and, and no one did. No? Uh, no, no one offered me money. No? Um, oh, uh, that's too bad. And the school paid for me to go to London, so you know, there wasn't a misappropriation of any funds. Uh, that's anyway, good to know. That's, good to know. That's right. Got to keep it all clear. Um, so uh, I am back, and of course, uh, next to me is my announcer. A little fuzzy, but there he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm always kind of fuzzy. It's the part Mexican-Italian mix that comes into a play. This is Lon Fuzzy Lopez, everyone. Uh, Eskimo. Okay. I've missed you all. Uh, that's You're quiet. Uh, and then we have two uh, occasional contributors. And they're both in green. How fitting. That is interesting. Did you guys call ahead of time and say, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? No? Well, first of all, uh, on his device... Which he has many devices. A man of many devices. Right there, Dave. It's uh, David Tapia, your uh, favorite uh, frequent uh, guest. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Dave just by- channeled the spirit of Chris Garcia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by all the mail we get for Dave. <laughs> mm. Yes. Please, uh, more Tapia. And our lighting designer? Stephanie Rodriguez. Okay. Back from SoCal. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's our lighting designer? Isn't lighting, lighting I thought she was our archivist good. cub reporter. And lighting designer. Uh, and lighting designer. Because oh. the lighting in here she's is absolutely crucial. She's who makes you look crucial. so pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, when we finally start like streaming on the web, then we'll have to bring her back. Exactly. Well, we need to get Mario back for that, I think, somehow. Yeah, uh, we'll get that happen. Yes. We'll make that happen. And across, of course, podcast producer, Moral Compass, Man on the Tubes. Rick Brett Snyder. Indeed. So we got a lot of comic stuff, a little movie stuff, a couple of big stories, but our big thing tonight, uh, I don't know, some television, but uh, big thing is a chance to talk about, now that DC has released the creative teams and the titles of all 52 oh my God. of their number one issues that are coming in September. Yep. There's going to be 52 new issues? Well, not all yes. at once, over oh, a couple okay. of weeks. I was going to say, that's going to be a heavy week. But <laughs> it is going to be a heavy month. I mean, it's going to be a heavy that, month. That, that, uh, so let's go go down this and, and uh, describe uh, and get commentary. I mean, this is fifty two. So how are we going to do this? You're just going to spit them out like you want to do like we do a one at a time. Round? We can go through let's this pretty do one fast. At a time. Okay, so but we have to do like lightning round because we spend too much time on. All this. right, gonna, here we go. Oh, calm down. We'll see. Here, but let me before we begin say the things that there. The DC is trying to reassure people now. It's not a reboot, but it is a reboot, and it's not a reboot, and it is. You a just reboot. sang a little song right there. I did. <laughs> it is a reboot. It, it, it is a reboot. reboot. But they haven't explained how Killing Joke is still in canon. But Barbara Gordon. Oh, well, this is very controversial. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so first off is Action Comics number one, written by Grant Morrison with art by Rags Morales and Rick Bryant. Uh, you skip Justice League. Uh, yeah, that's the well, first one. Well, I, we talked a, about that this already. This is an right? alphabetical order. Oh, okay. Um, but if you want to go back to the, the Justice League of America, number one, which we had talked about being released at that's the end, the first of, one at the end of August. That's the first one that's coming out, but this is in alphabetical order, I not see. in release order. Okay. Uh, because already, apparently, editorial has been so bad that there are things where you're supposed to read one issue that's coming out two weeks after another issue. Do I have to read them in alphabetical order? You do. Uh, but the Perfect. Justice, the Justice League, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns came out and said that it's going to be like this the first issue of Justice League the first arc will be a few years in the past telling you how this new version of the Justice League came back came together and then they'll go back to to you mean they'll be the in the future present looking day, back to the past uh, saying that it's like set in like 2002 or 2003 how they came together and then after that arc is done then they're going to catch up to where everybody else is continuity and they've is. said that Batman's huh. the person who brings everyone together so I'm thinking this is a lot like uh, what they did when John Byrne came in with to do the Superman reboot in 1985 you yeah. have six issue miniseries Man of Steel that established these are the touchstones of, of how Superman's continuity works now and then it and then it went forward like eight years to this is Superman's been around for like 10 years now. So um, I think that's what they're planning on doing the same okay. thing with that. So that's why they can say it is a reboot and it isn't a reboot. My question is, is it going to be as exciting as the last two issues of Flashpoint? Because then I'll think about I think the it. last two issues of Flashpoint were more just like, look there, here's a re- redone character based mm. on a character you might not know. Yeah. And a lot of these books feel that way. So let's say Action Comics number one, Grant Morrison is promising to kind of go back to the way he was in the original Action Comics number one, a lot more uh, proactive social justice, kind of an angry warrior for the people. Pass. The image is him in a T-shirt and jeans lifting a car like... Looks Soviet. It, it and his does. eyes were red. He looked yeah, evil. Yeah, like he's, he's yeah. going. So, I pass. I, but I trust Grant Morrison, and I love Rags Morales' art, so right there is one that... But the thing we know about introducing Superman again is they've redone the costume to get rid of the red pants on the outside. Hmm. Red pants on the outside? The the red shorts. Oh, his 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 little bikini bottoms. So now it's just well, it's a leotard. It's a little speedos. Uh, It's it's like a full body leotard. It looks it looks like it's looking a lot more like the Kryptonian 
outfits that Jor-El wore in the Burn reboot. You know, the, you know okay. who I've seen pull off a full-on body leotard like successfully and really well? You? Yes. David Tapia. Right Have there. So, wow. uh, doing so right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's sporting <laughs> Thank that. heavens he's wearing jeans that and a shirt over it. But, uh, yeah, okay. No, watch season one and more on life. Maybe not. On that point, they uh, interviewed uh, on Jimmy Kimball last night. They went to the... Uh, like Ramen's man, uh, Chinese man theater. Oh, they talked to that Chris Reeves Superman guy. To that Chris Reeves guy about. Oh the yeah, Superman, oh boy. The, what he felt about the new Superman outfit, and he hated it. He huh? hated it all. Like, <laughs> of course, that's not how you're supposed to wear. It. He's got like change the belt buckle and all whatever. So yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's just cosmetic. But oh my god, are his pant legs rolled up? Yes, <laughs> that is the stupidest I thing think, I've ever seen. He looks like you know. He's he looks like Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Oh Lord, Dude. I mean the thing about it is I, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna take too much I'm not gonna have much, too much fear that that a lot of these costume redesigns are gonna gonna stick because of one important thing licensing yeah and getting out to you well, know this isn't his costume this is just. Yeah. Kind of like well, I know that's yeah. He's not he's not in jeans and a, no. and a t shirt. He he's, looks like because you look at the JLA cover and he's obviously in a full on Superman. Outfit. Yeah, and it's closer. And they've done some adjustments since they released that artwork. And so the that logo, looks like achy breaky Superman. So the logo it does. is go- <laughs> don't break my the logo Superman. Is going back to the regular, uh, at least the S shield is is becoming more like the like the original. And I'm sure a lot of that is they're hedging their bets depending on what of the iconic imagery do they get to keep if they lose that lawsuit with the Siegel and Schuster. Estates. And we should explain to the listeners at home that Rick does have a tablet that he's showing us pictures. Yes. So you can probably find these on the web just like we did. So if you want to play along at home, then go find the Then the let's list. go to the next one. All-Star Western number one. Oh, yeah. I written, like this one. Written by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, with art and covered by Moratat. Where Gotham apparently is now in the West. I found that problematic. <laughs> well, the only, thing, the only thing about it, though, is it's either that and Gotham's going to relocate to the East later, but you've got all this Arkham um, history now that they've been building into it, right. where Arkham goes way back into the 1800s right. anyway. And, and, that, and Amadeus Arkham right. is going to be crossing like a CSI with, character. With well, it's it, he's a... Isn't he like a? Um, he gets in the head of the killers and stuff. He's yes. like a, a, forensic, yeah, like a criminal mind forensic, forensic detective kind of. thing. So if you know that you, yeah, if you played Arkham City uh, yeah. or, or Arkham Asylum, the game, not Arkham City yet, because no one has. No, uh, but Ar- Arkham Asylum, yes, that's it's a crucial, fun part of the game is getting into Amadeus's journals. Yes, Amadeus, Amadeus Arkham, Amadeus, Amadeus, and yes. so. Uh, but but the sudden willy nilly transposition of of Gotham City to what seems to be the old west. The western. No, wait a minute. You're a Zorlak. Where exactly is Gotham City? Where in? New York City exists. Oh, so I Gotham it was is New, New Jersey. Uh, well, at one What's point, I, one point I had read that actually they based Metropolis on um, Toronto. That they were designing because it was a so Superman's city. Canadian. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, that was covered in uh, JLA Avengers crossover by Kurt Buschek. The DC Earth is actually larger than our own. Oh, I so didn't know So they have that. many more cities because the continents are actually physically and geologically larger than they do are. Do they have the same 50 Earth. states in America? They do have the same 50 states, but they're all bigger. So, huh. that, you, so that you can have so New York both S- Metropolis and Gotham preside in New York State. Right. You can have you That's can have, and you can have New York City. 
so they're I older. always thought that, and, and granted, you, you're but, right because you know the facts. But I always thought yeah, Metropolis. And that's never stopped you that you've done. But I mean, it's just. <laughs> but I want to be right without the facts. But I mean, facts. didn't it like make sense that like Metropolis was New York and like Gotham was Chicago? Like Chicago, uh, the city made, of crime. That you know made what I mean? sense to me yeah. as well. Right. But and and if and if and if you're going to treat it that way, if you're going to think sh- sh- that Gotham is Chicago, then being part of the old West isn't that it's far still off. The West. But it was at one time. Yeah. What we think of... It was west of the east, but it wasn't the west. Well, it's considered but Midwest, it, isn't it? But it's Midwest. But yeah. at one point in our nation's history, it was the west, A lot Rick. of delusional people out there. No, you're in California. <laughs> I know. You're, we're the delusional Stop ones, Stop hating the Everything east, coast. east I've of got, Nevada is I've the been east. To, I've been to another country now, Rick, and I've discovered that California <laughs> is another world. Oh, you and your jet setter ways. Oh, ho. All right, uh, we got we got fifty go. more of these, so let's crank them out. Okay, so Animal Man number one, written by Yay. Jeff Lemire, art by Travel Foreman. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, oh, he no, he uh, was the artist on Immortal Iron Fist. Ooh. And Jeff Lemire is the guy who's doing Sweet Tooth for Vertigo, and uh, has been writing Super. And this Boy. is a new ongoing Animal Man. Yes. Yeah, cover looks uh, like a Vertigo cover. You know, it's... I'm gonna pass on that one too. I like Animal Man, but I don't know. I don't but know that liked... I like the. The I'm a family man, animal man. But it feels like that's just a going back and retelling the the Grant Morrison. <laughs> Grant Morrison was stuff. the animal yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. do you really touch? I feel like I've already seen that, but then I don't know how well that's selling in trade. Maybe it's you know people just think the character's good. And real like, fast, animal I like man. I like the character when he was in the uh, the the fantastic stuff that followed up one of the Fifty Two or Countdown, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. Fifty Two. Was it Fifty Two? Did you? He was in the other side of the galaxy. Astonishing. And back. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, just real fast. His powers are what he can get animal powers. Or? He can uh, he can imitate the power uh, the abilities of any animal that he sees, or he has to, or he can just create. It whatever. has depended on what who's been writing. It's him. in proximity oh. because he when he no, was out in anymore, space. It's not. Oh, not, not anymore? No, it, it comes and goes. It has been in proximity. Originally that was. And okay. then once he tied into the morphogenetic field uh, of oh, Earth, yeah, the he, could, he could access any, any animal as long as it existed. So he doesn't turn into an animal, though. He just gets their powers? No, he just gets their powers. Yeah. Kind of like Vix. Doesn't Vixen have a similar? Vixen has, yes. Okay. Very similar. Okay, yeah. very similar. But she has a totem. She requires a totem to so do So hers is more magic-based and yes. his is more biological Supposedly meta? Science, okay. science-based. Yeah. Supposedly. Thank you, you should read those trade paperbacks. They're really good. The Grant Morrison the Grant stories. Yeah, someday. Yeah. someday I, I would like to. Uh, Buddy Breaker. I would like that. Aquaman, number one, written by what? Jeff Johns. You mean Aquaman? I mean Aquaman. Written by Jeff Johns, art and cover by Ivan Rice and Joe Prado. I uh, might buy that. That they, might be a purchase. They, I, Ivan Rice is good. Certainly good art. I'm going to say pass or buy on these. And that's the first one where I might be, yeah, I might check out a new Aquaman. Okay. Yeah, I, he's just, and it's Jeff Johns doing it, so you yeah. know you got to kind of see. And you know, what is he th- they really want. And well, I guess if they're going to follow the Flashpoint storyline, Aquaman eventually is going to have to go bad, right? Or they not keep? Or no, is it, or uh, no, is it rebooting no, it, the whole no, thing? No, Flashpoint is. Oh, so this is, is after Flash. Okay. Yeah. Well, Flash you know, if they're putting away. if they're putting Johns on a character, they want to push it. They want to push but it, but it yeah. doesn't sound like that. It's going to be. Stuff just happening under the water that it's not going to be Aquaman out of out of the thing. He's there's a whole. Trench I don't know though. His name line. is Aquaman, right? Meaning the merger of two worlds. So but I would they, hope they've had these things where he's been back and forth. But this sounds like they're going to put well him down for a while and, yeah. for whatever th- you know, for the first. He's the king of the seven under, seas. Be under the seven seas, yeah. Uh, and so Batgirl number one. This is probably the most controversial because, as you said, uh, as Rick alluded up top. 
Uh, it is Barbara Gordon back as Batgirl walking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like it so far. And no one will say whether or not the Killing Joke is still in continuity. But the thing that's controversial is Alan Moore never intended for the Killing Joke to be in continuity in the first place. It was just sort of uh-huh. like a one-off story, and then everybody at DC ran with it, with the consequences of that, and made Barbara Gordon Oracle. Well, let me ask yeah. you this: in a world where Batgirl can walk, who becomes Oracle? Oracle is dead. What? She has killed that identity. Huh? There is no Oracle anymore in DC. Not in this no. new world. In this new world, anything's possible, anything Derek. Anything is possible. Yeah, it would be Tess Mercer. Yeah. Oh, yes. there we go. I don't yes. know who that is. Let's get Tess in there. Wait, oh, are they no. going to include the blonde chick from Smallville? Yeah, I was going to say, they bring Chloe in as Oracle. Well, Chloe has been, well, Chloe has been established now in DC continuity. Right. And uh, she was Oracle in the uh, Smallville. So and anything can happen tower. in this Well, launch. yeah, fine. She was Watchtower. So she'll bring her, they'll bring her in as Watchtower. Yeah. So uh, problem solved. Next one. So we'll see. Uh, but that's by Gail Simone. So would that be great? Art I, I might buy that. And that's a buy. Cifuentes. I think so. Can I, you see I, the art? Yeah. Who did the cover? Uh, Said like Darwin Cook. Or Adam something? Hughes. Adam, Adam Hughes. Hughes. Yep. They, they want to push that one. Yeah. She looks like she's like eighteen though. Buy. Well, they might be again if they're messing uh, they with continuity. Be. It could be like spent sending spent time talking about the early days of her career. So they either ignore killing or, joke, or she gets she gets reborn, or well, there's some kind know, of special I mean, again, surgery. The thing, or, is, the, the thing is in the DC universe, the fact that, that nobody stepped forward and said we can help you walk. Yeah, yeah. Even seem, after like Cyborg has like half a body. Yes, you'd, you'd think that someone could solve that problem. Right. Right. Just as Arsenal losing an arm doesn't seem. On the like other hand, the, I, I know the character Oracle has been called out by people who say that people the, uh, disabled individuals. Well, that's like the to cons- have somebody. In that is to look some of the, that is some of the controversy too. That there has been have been some complaints with that. That saying yes, she has been. A role and model I think for they the should have kept community. Barry Allen dead. But you know what? DC's got to make some money. Right, exactly. That's all it comes down to. We're agreeing okay. on strange reasons. Wait, Bat- I have one quick question. Is Batwoman gone too? No. No. Oh, God. We'll get there. C- carry no on. We'll get Keep there. Going. Batman number one, written by Scott Snyder, who is the writer of American Vampire, which is a great series, art by Greg, Greg Capullo, who had been on Haunt and Spawn. Okay. All right. Uh, and Jonathan Glepion as the... Uh, as the inker, I guess. Maybe. Uh, so Sell me on it. I kind of, well, I like Scott Snyder. The description of the book is uh, Just a like series every of other brutal killings hints at an Asian conspiracy, and Batman learns that Gotham City is deadlier than he knew. Nothing in that cell point that makes me go, yeah, this is a story I've this never a, read before. Yeah. And this is, we don't know if it's Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne yet. I will assume, see, oh, you're getting tough. You're getting. Everything about Flashpoint is going to get undone. Oh, so just forget it. Yes. Yeah. Just like we did with everything else that DC has right. rewriting. Right. So stop trying to think that this is well, all spinning out of Flashpoint. Okay. Kind of interesting. You, you look at that cover, and then you go, you know, that artist uh, worked on Spawn. Yes. And it sure looks like it. Yes. It's just like... Really. But that's okay, because Todd McFarlane worked on Batman. So uh, That's true. Okay, this is true. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's true. It's true. Yes, but he did. Uh, in fact, a year lot one. Of, a lot of the um, Batman um, or year two. Year two. You're right. A, a lot of the uh, Batman uh, Tim Burton movie art when they had Bob Kane sign it. It was all tracings over of uh, McFarlane. McFarlane's work. Boo. Yeah. Oh, please. Boo, Bob Kane. Yeah, Bob Kane's going to lose a lot of standing in the future. Uh, Batman and Robin number one, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art and? covered by Patrick Gleason, and inked by Mick Gray. Yay, Mick! Yay, Mick! So uh, that's on set September fourteenth. Cover is, looks good. Uh, is it, it is now. It is Bruce and Damien. 
yeah. as Batman and Robin. Uh, I don't like that. Why not? If you're going to redo it, why not just bring Dick back? Because Dick is now Nightwing again. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. Okay. And now you've got Father. What about and son. Tim Drake though? Uh, he's still Red Robin. That's stupid. Uh, so Red Robin is a hamburger joint, not a superhero. Isn't that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, stupid. All right. You had a chance to reboot the whole universe, and you're going to screw Tim Drake like that? Yeah. That's uh, well, stupid. I think, but, but I think the thing is that again, it's trying to be iffy about if you like stories from the past, they can still count in continuity, and they don't want to make things too hard to reboot. How you know, many people out there is, are buying Red Robin? But everything's going back to Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's Although, not, no, Batman Incorporated is still going to exist. There will be other oh, Batman, yes. but Batman we'll get there. is Bruce Wayne. Well, we'll get that there. That might be a pass, too. Batman The Dark Knight, number one, written by David Finch, art by David Finch, and Richard Friend. Really? Three Batman titles already? Yeah, this one is not... I mean, because there's been a Batman The Dark Knight already, written by David Finch, which is woefully behind schedule, uh, because David Finch discovered that writing and drawing... It's hard. It's hard. It's like math. One, because I don't think... I mean, I, I like David Finch's art, but I don't think he's that fast an artist in the first place. Mm. I don't like it when the artists draw... I mean, write and draw at the same time. <laughs> you know, like it when artists draw. Uh, okay. Well, artists write, too. Yeah. Um, right. And, you can uh, call a writer and an I artist. Think, and that's the thing. that DC has offered a lot of books to artists to have them write in order to keep them and get them more interested because they feel like they're branching out. But I just don't... So who's doing this Dark Knight if it's not David Finch? No, it is David it Finch. Is. Oh, I thought you said he was already doing one. That right, was... right. And he's already well behind schedule. Oh, so they just said, so just hey, you sweat. got a couple books banked. Why don't we just put yeah, it part of the relaunch? Exactly. And Stupid. But they've made some really strong statements about these books not being late and that they're going to be a same-day digital, which takes additional processing to get them ready for being on digital. So they've actually got to get them early from the press Spe- special processing like they have scanning to, them or? they have to actually lay out where oh. the panels are yeah. in each one of the books so that and the so, computers can and follow so here, them speaking of one that had been behind schedule and promised and promised and promised okay batwoman number one yep by Boo. j written by jh williams the third did you ever read the book art and cover by jh williams the third i read her in whatever detective no, well, a little bit of detective, but then what was it? Was it fifty two? She was. She was in? That's where she, she started. Fifty two, but there wasn't much of a story that. in that. She yeah. was really good in, the, in the, the detective. Detective run was really good. And then that's when promised. she was sleeping with Montoya or whatever. No, Renee, not really. Wasn't she dating Renee Montoya? No. no. Didn't they used to go out though? They had a history. There was a history, was right? A history, yeah. Yes, that's why that was in fifty two. Is she still the question? By the way. Yes. Oh, brother. Can they bring back the question? I, no, no, no. Let's not skip ahead. Let's not skip ahead. But anyway, this has been a long-promised and long-delayed book, and then and DC's been cagey for the last six, seven months about why have we, haven't we seen this promised Batwoman number one? Oh, I just figured it out. And the reason is because then they can be part of this. Joker's going to shoot Batwoman in the spine, and Batwoman's going to become the new Oracle. Probably not. But I would great hope. guess. But you know what? He was right about the Thor hammer thing. So <laughs> I think they shoot Joker in the back. Anything is, Ooh, anything is he possible. He becomes Oracle. Oracle. Wow. Batwing. Number one, written by Judd Winnick, art and cover by Ben Oliver. This what is, is that? The this African is the 52 Batman. one. Oh, oh the, the 50, the Batman Incorporated. Everybody. Do you have, wait, let me see this. Let me see this. There's four pages. There's like a whole page of Batman comics on here. Not What's quite. going on? Not quite. Okay. Uh, but. Oh, that looks ridiculous. <laughs> it does. So that's a, that's a pass. That looks stupid. That's a that's pass. A pass. Is, if you like the episode of Flash Gordon with the Birdman, this looks just right up your alley. <laughs> and if you like insulting artwork to African-Americans. Except they're African, not African-American. 
No, well, is I mean, that supposed general, to be his skin, or is that some kind of lavender thing going on there? I He's don't got know. a lavender jumpsuit. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, then Birds of Prey, number one, written by oh, I'm going to pronounce this Dwayne Swarinski, and art and cover by Jesus says. says. I think it's Jesus. Jesus says. Jesus. Yeah. Um, whose art I like. Jesus um, says. But I don't. <laughs> I, I like reading it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, Jesus says what? Um, and one is wanted for murder she didn't commit. The other is on the run because she knows too much. Wait, they who are, are the characters? They are Dinah Laurel Lance and Ev Crawford, a.k.a. Black Canary and Starling. And together, as Gotham City's covert ops team, they're taking down the villains that other heroes can't touch. Um, so That's going to be a pass. I, I didn't see that cover. Could I see? Uh, is that supposed to be Katana? In the yeah, front. Or and Poison like Ivy yeah. in the back? Yeah. 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 Who's yeah. sitting down? Is that supposed to be Oracle? It might be that new one, Starling. Starling. Uh, Starling. A character I don't think has ever been in DC continuity before. Pass. It's a radical revamp, and I'm only disappointed because I know that the point is to get a lot of attention and have new creative teams on stuff, but Gail Simone is, to me, such does such a great job on Birds of Prey. That, that she's why I like reading that book. It's hard for me to think that a new team. Diana Laurel Lance? Diana Laurel Lance. Okay. Which Laurel has been established because that separates her from her mother. Okay. The first Black Canary. Okay. So they've said that before. Let's um, new Blackhawks. Blackhawks number one, written by Mike Costa, art and cover by Ken Lashley. Which, so set in modern day, a whole new team. A sort of like pilots? Mask. Sort as of like a, Mask or G.I. Joe. As a, I would maybe buy that. But as a big Blackhawks fan, I'm not buying it because I like the old, uh, be, I, I like the old book. And this one doesn't tie it in for me at all. Okay. What if you had a whole new like story about some f- cool fighter pilots with f- cool They're technology? They're not fighter pilots. Well, what They're are they? G.I. Joe. They're, They're clearly G.I. Joe. Joe. That's all it is. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have mech suits? Like, or Wait, is that like, supposed uh, to be Deathstroke in the, in the front? Uh, no. No, that's no, the Deathstroke elsewhere. Oh, well, he's got gray hair and a... Eye patch. No, his death no, has his own. It's got a mask. They're an oh. elite force of military specialists equipped with the latest and cutting edge hardware and vehicles. Their mission: kill, kill the, the bad, bad guys before they, they kill us. What? What was? Who was a their main American enemy? American hero. Blackhawks Black are there. <laughs> what were Blackhawks like? First main villain. Like? Hitler. Okay, so they were <laughs> the like, War Wheel, <laughs> World War Two. Right? War Wheel. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Okay. And if I can recommend, and those I, I have the first volume of of the archives. Those are great books. Well, it's, it's a fabulous. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if that's well written and well drawn, you You're might there. have a potential. That's, that's a book that's built on characters that are in it. Yeah, you know, they sure. built they built well, out a crew of characters. But characters. I could yeah. see that potentially. There's going to be serpent eyes. You should give them a good and. Uh, <laughs> If they could build up new characters, they could build a new book. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is I could see potential in Rain DC Umbra, pushing um, that as a movie franchise. But they if always they can do get this. It working. They set they set an expectation based on what we what we know from the previous book, and they give us nothing at all like it. But they don't care about the older readers. They want the new readers. They right, want so that's why the... they give us crap like uh, oh I don't know. The... They gave you Doc Savage last year. Ah! Doc okay. Savage actually has been getting pretty good lately. Um, but the Justice Inc. Well, too saying. little, too late. The Justice Inc. stuff was horrible. Uh, no, it's been good. The last like five issues okay. have been good. It's still we gotta too, we it's gotta move on. We're on a tight right. schedule here. You're, you're Blue on. Beetle number one, written by Tony Bedard, art by Ig Guara and Rui Jose. Yeah, I'm a pass on this one. Uh, I like Jaime. I like the character. I just have no. Do we idea. have a picture? 
If they drew him like, it just looks. It's the it's the it's the new one. There you go. It's the one that's very pot. Yeah, popular. but see, I was gonna say if like if they drew him a little more like say. You had the artist kind of draw him a little less serious and more playful, like the Brave, Brave and the Bold. Bold. I think if they made that, yeah. if you they might made, be able to sell more. If or, they made that into a kid-friendly book, they would sell a lot. Yeah. That actually doesn't look too bad. He looks just kind of like a blue. But Iron they're going Man. heavy on the "I'm a weapon from outer space" thing in the the write-up. Yeah. Well, that might be a maybe on Smallville. Me. It's up that, to one team to turn and this instrument too, of destruction so. into a force for good. One team, team, oh, team. team. Yeah. team. One team of one. We're getting uh, Captain Adam number one, written by J. T. Kroll and artist Freddie Which, Williams the second. He looks like Doc Fate, <laughs> or you know, I'm, I'm not liking that. Um, I also don't like this thing. Uh, it looks like Quicksilver, charged yeah. by nuclear energy, possessing vast molecular powers. Captain Adam has the potential to be a literal god among men, or I would say has the potential to be, be Firestorm. Uh, <laughs> has potential to be Monarch. Yes. Uh, you know, I just watch, I've been watching the Justice League uh, shows, yes. and I just got to the one where uh, Superman has it out with Captain Adam, which yes. was really good because he's, he's, yeah. his fists are energized with red solar energy. Yes. Good fight. Yes. Um, but, but he's still I gave just it Captain four Adam. issues. <laughs> I give four, four issues and pass. Okay. Yeah. Catwoman number one, written by Judd Winnick, art Meow. cover by Willem March. <laughs> this has got a great cover on it. Oh, let me see that cover, Rick. By <laughs> uh, Adam Hughes cover. Sexual. Uh, you know, let me Cat- finish. Meet Catwoman. She's addicted to the night, addicted to shiny <laughs> objects, and addicted to Batman. Most of all, Catwoman is addicted to danger. She can't help herself. Actually, the truth the cover- is, she doesn't want to. She's good at being bad and very bad at being good. Find out more. <laughs> the cover's actually by Gulliam March. That's, uh, okay, so that's him. Okay, then I. That'd be a buy, one. at least first issue. It's a, this, it's uh, a cool Captain cover. And, uh, is on eHarmony. Okay. Uh, maybe. DC Universe Presents, number one, written by Paul Jenkins and art by Bernard Chang. Uh,. Just like an anthology, a new no. series spotlighting some of the DC it's, Universe's most exciting superheroes, starting with showcase with all over again, a five issue epic uh, with Dead Man, and that cover looks awesome. That's a great cover, and that might be a buy. This I like Bernard buy. Chang. I like Bernard Chang. Paul Jenkins uh, is hot and cold for me. Sometimes yeah. his stories are really good. And Dead Man's so hot right now, uh, it's especially since where he's been lately. And yeah, this looks good. Dead so wait a minute, did they? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. I was going to say, did they explain what happened to Boston Brand after Brightest Day? Yes. Oh, okay. He became Dead Man again? He became Dead Man again. Did they kill him or he yes, just reverted they back? they killed him. That's sad. No, I mean, yes, he was shot. It was like the White Lantern said, you've succeeded. And he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And he goes oh. Dead Man again. Way to go, White Lanterns. Yes. All right, next. Uh, Deathstroke. You win. Deathstroke number one, written by Kyle Higgins, art by Joe Bennett, and Art Thibbert. With a cover by Simon Bisley. So the cover alone Ooh. might get Lawn in there, Ooh. I was going to say. Yeah, I'm having trouble finding this one. Uh. Friends die, family disappoints, but a legacy that lives forever. Deathstroke's one bad mother. Shut your mouth. Yes. You know what I mean? So Yes. So That I guy can sell books. That's going to be pretty good. You know what would really sell books? What? A Deathstroke. Death shot? Blood shot? No, who's the guy with the guns? Deadshot? Deadshot. Deathstroke, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah team them up. Uh, okay. Oh, classic. classic. That's a cover. That, that gets, cover right there is spank worthy. Really? I mean, like you would you spank are far, somebody over it. Far, far scarier scary? than I thought you were. Scary boy. Uh, Demon Knights number one. This looks cool. Demon it, Knights. Uh, Set in the dark ages of the DC universe, a barbarian horde is massing to crush civilization. It's fallen to Madame Xanadu and Jason Blood. 
to stand in their way. That's a great cover. Demon's always been one of my favorite. Oops. Favorite. Oh, uh, you oh, lost you it. hit the you back button. Uh, oh well. Forward. What did he do? What? Oh, we don't know. Oh, oh God, Rick. it's wrong. Technical difficulties. Anyway, it's uh. Written no wait, by- is the whole thing gonna rhyme though? Only if no, only he's not a rhyming demon. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. He's not a rhyming demon at that point. If it's in the, if it's in the Middle Ages. Oh, he only he became a, a rhyming demon when Alan when Moore rap took got over. popular. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alan Moore took over. So, has there ever been a demon story where he wins in a rap battle or takes on somebody like? Not yes, yet. yes, against Morgan. Can we write that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like anyway. Etrigan would have to take on like Eminem to like Etrigan save Mile. the world. What did I say? Etrigan Mile. Oh, Etrigan Mile. I love it. Okay, we've got a pitch copyright. To, we've we did got it. a mitch, pitch to make to DC this summer. Right, we'll do it at Comic Con. Uh, written by Paul Cornell, who I love. Art by Diogenes Navis and Oclair Albert. Never heard of him, but Oclair Albert. Yes, so there. Uh, so I like that. Um, I just like the mix of you just Madame complain Xanadu. about the rhyming, and then you keep doing it. Madame Xanadu well, it's and Jason Blood. I like that. I like that. Um, that the Vertigo deal. series that Matt Wagner was writing had yeah. made that one. Oh, it did? It starts, okay. it starts with Camelot. I'm going to say buy on maybe the first issue, but I don't know how they're going to make a whole series out of we'll that. See. Yeah. We'll see. Detective Comics, number one, written by Tony S. Daniel. Daniel, art by Tony S. Daniel and Ryan Wynn. Uh, let's see if there's anything different with this. A killer called the Gotham Ripper is on the loose on Batman's home turf, leading the Dark Knight on a deadly game of... Yeah. <laughs> so hated it. Another right there, artist turned writer, and yeah. When you said written by so and so, drawn by the by same, same person, I, I, no, I, I don't know. Pass because some people that works. Like when George Perez writes, yes. it's, it's pretty good. But you know, um, and they've got to get a chance. I just don't find anything about the plot line exciting to have this many Batman books, and they're just variations on the same. Yeah, why well, want to read four different Batman stories and they're not like connected in okay, any way? Okay, this this might hurt you, and I'm sorry. The Flash number one, written by Francis Manipool and Brian Bucciolato, art and cover by Francis Manipool. So another uh-huh. cover is kind of like every Flash cover for the last yeah, three years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the Flash. Right, sell me on it. Uh, I can't. Um, oh, yeah. The Flash Fast Man Alive returns on monthly series. And the Flash knows he can't be everywhere at once, but what happens when he faces an all-new villain who really can? As if that's not bad enough, this villain is a close friend. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh. oh. Uh, so that one's a Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, number <laughs> this one. This is, like, weird. I'm totally down with this one. Written by Jeff Lemire. It's the Morrison Frankenstein. Art by which Alberto Ponticelli, which I loved the yeah. Morrison Frankenstein. So I think that's... Uh, I, I, this might this might be like a like a dark horse coming. Frankenstein in. is part of a network of strange beings who work for an even stranger government organization, the Superhuman Advanced Defense Executive. But can he protect the world from threats even more horrifying than himself? And since he's vilified for who and what he is, will even want to take on this mission. Special a, guest star, the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, not a description that ma- that makes me excited, but I think that because the the previous Frankenstein stories have been so interesting, uh, I think it's kind of a, a cool. That's a pretty cool, interesting drawing, but he looks more like Big Croc or Killer Croc. Killer Croc, yeah. So and he's got Conan's sword, which well, is he's ridiculous. got Conan's sword, and he's got the kind of like I don't know, is that a, is that like a British Army officer coat? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like put up all these he's had that on the for a long time. I've what yeah, I like, never what I like about him, at least, is all right. It's Grant. Frankenstein, but he needs Conan's sword, and he's British. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, so we'll see. Uh, well, he would no, be, but seriously, he Martian Manhunter could never team up with Frankenstein. Why not? Because you can beat them both with fire. It's just it's stupid. Arr. Fire bad! This is true. I, that's, 
You make me weep. Okay. Okay, speaking He's of He's literally crying. The Fury of Firestorm, number one. Uh, really? Does he have to be furious? No, he, well, because that's what the the title was originally. This guy's head. Was it the Fury of Yeah. Oh, the, oh, the, okay. revival, the, the revival. The second was. series he had was oh, okay. the, the longest running. he got three of them on the cover. This is confusing. What? First Freedom of all, it's like the fire st- or fire first of all, storm if, if core. you read Brightest Day, it's Charlie's Firestorm. If you Wait, if you read Brightest Day, the thing they said was there was a time limit that that he was going to go, he was going to overload and explode within thirty days or something. So um, they set an ending for the character, and then they're coming back with this. But here's the thing: written by Ethan Van Skyver Ooh, and Gail, Gail Simone. Simone. Ooh. So Ethan Van Skyver is not drawing it. The art is oh. by Yildiray Sinar. Oh well, um, cover by Ethan Van Skyver. And uh, the, yes, uh, and then it does look like that uh, a new vision of nuclear terror from writer Ethan Van Skyver. <laughs> nuclear so, terror, an interesting combination because Ethan Van Skyver, of course, is one of the most right wing, reactionary conservatives working in comics, and Gail Simone is. Liberal. Um, Would you buy that one, Stephanie? No. Okay. I, I, I just want any of these. Have I'm you trying to be inclusive any, here. At any point, Stephanie, if any of these said that's what I'm going to put on the buy pile for six months later after I come back, or or no, you're going to have to find a comic book store when you're in LA. You're I just going to find a have to give up. <laughs> Don't they still sell? Uh, they do have to give up a lot. <laughs> yes. So uh, in a perfect world, though, in buy a world, or pass. Are any of these things that you so far? Um, I might buy Flash because I like the character, but. Now that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. Anything else? Just uh, say. Um, we're not even stuff. halfway through, are we? Yet, no, we're okay. not. Yeah. Let's keep going. Green yeah. Arrow number one, written by J.T. Kroll, art by Dan Jurgens and Norm Rapman. A good, a good art team. Dan Jurgens. Uh, he's the guy that pretty much revamped. He did. Didn't he do Death Superman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A solid uh, artist, but I don't know. Yeah, Green Arrow is on the hunt. Driven by inner demons, Ollie Queen travels the world and brings outlaws to justice by breaking every law. Now, armed with cutting-edge weaponry and illegally gained intel, courtesy of his team at Q-Corps, Green Arrow is shooting first and asking questions later. Sounds I like Green like Arrow. I don't like that description at all. No? It just sounds like Green Arrow for the last year. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, but, I mean, I think for people, again, let us remember that their first goal is... Allegedly, is getting people into comic shops and seeing, oh, I can start. This is a good jumping on point. You know what? I'm going to say something blasphemous here. But say it. They should have brought back Connor Hawk. What happened to Connor Hawk? What happened to Connor Hawk? I, I love no that idea. kid. I have no idea. Did he die? I don't know. It does, it does look like they're casting him a little younger than the older. And he's much he's more older, ripped. but he's yeah, he's yeah. got he's got abs. So maybe this is a complete he's got re- abs for I, days. You know, I mean, maybe they're rebooting where they think a reboot needed to happen. What are you guys passing around? Oh, they're looking at my watch. The duchy. It's pretty. Oh, uh, pass the duchy. To the duchy. left on the left hand side. Why are you hitting me? Got a bug on you. Oh, really? Really? Oh, right there. you got one too. <laughs> you <laughs> did. Sorry. Okay, make a note of that time. Okay. Uh, green. It's the same time as it always is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put the bug there. <laughs> Green Lantern number one, written by Jeff Johns with art by Doug Monkey and Christian Alamy. Doug Monkey? Monkey. Okay. Um, it says, here's the promise. The Red Hot Green Lantern team introduce an unexpected new lantern. Oh, yeah. did they find a new color? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's see. Oh, and fist! You, know, you look. You look back at how many how many Green Lantern it, they've got a display of Green Lantern comics in the front of the store. And how many right of now? them have Bloody that hands. image? How many of them just have the hand on the cover? I know. I'm sorry. 
compact fluorescent lantern. Huh? Compact fluorescent lantern. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. This is so you can go camping and still read by the light of the Black light lantern. So you can make your posters Psychedelic cool. lantern. Yes. Yeah. Are they going to include Swamp Thing in this one? Uh, no, he's his own book. Oh, uh, oh. Green Lantern Corps number one, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Fernando Passarino and Scott Hanna. By? Uh, yeah, I think you're, you're going to be fine because nothing sounds different, but you've been enjoying that book. I've been loving the core. Okay. Although it just looks like it's the Green Lanterns of Earth. Um, no, no but the, they say there's a, a, they say and an elite Green Lantern strike, strike force. force. So that from Earth. Be others. Green Lantern New Guardians number one. Written by Tony Bedard, art and cover by Tyler Kirkham and Bat. Kyle, Kyle Rayner has assembled the most powerful team in all the universe, selected from the full spectrum of core. But can he even keep? Can he even he keep this volatile group together? Wow, that sounds like it's going to be very dramatic and full of conflict. Okay, well, so and Guy is in a role of keeping people together. <laughs> no, it's Kyle. Kyle. Oh, it's Kyle. It's Sorry, Kyle. My apologies. So, the torchbearer. And then here, there it is. Kyle, looking. I like Kyle. I'd buy that. Yeah. Okay. Grifter number one. Grifter, written by Nathan Edmondson. That old school DC character. Uh, That well, interesting because they're treating it like he is an old school DC, even though he's Wildstorm. The DCU's most wanted man stars in his own series. Cole Cash is a charming grifter few can resist, and yet he's about to be branded a serial killer when he begins hunting and exterminating inhuman creatures in inhuman form. Creatures only he can see. Like, they're rebooting Wildcats exactly. without any other Wildcats. Exactly. Because so that, that was the original plot, right? The kind of, well, they weren't invisible, but these you look at the cover and you go, those look a lot like the Damonites. Yeah. And Grifter's doing this kind of the Hong Kong action, falling backwards out of the window, firing back up at the invisible <laughs> monsters. Yeah. I might buy he, that. Plum, I might buy that. I like Grifter stores. as a character. I've bought every one of these issues. So, <laughs> I'm Hawk and Dove, written by Sterling Gates. Art which and Hawk by, and Dove, though? Uh, Hardcover by, ready, Rob Liefeld. Oh, get out of here! That's where he started. I know. And that was that was the last good series. That he was did. when I actually liked Rob yeah. Liefeld. <laughs> Hank Hall is not happy. He's not happy to. He's not happy to have Don Granger as a new partner in his war on crime. He's not happy that she's dating the ghostly superhero Dead Man, <laughs> and he's not happy to learn that someone's trying to plunge the United States into a new civil Dead war. Man? Who I do you want know. me to meet you as, meet you as tonight? <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool thing to do. <laughs> Why don't you go pick women, John women Hamm like up that. on the oh, way? Home. Oh, you're right. Uh, but if it was flip flop, get. Oh, out of town. Dead you know woman. I mean? Oh, that just seemed wrong. So even, even, she knows what I'm talking about. Even putting <laughs> no, that know. out there is just wrong. Yeah, there it is. Um, what is it? So, yeah. Oh, that looks terrible. Yeah, it looks like Liefeld. <laughs> God, Liefeld, what are you doing? Is Hank actually. I'd like, buy it, though. Is, like he, is he swinging on his own hawk? <laughs> it looks that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Look! Like, <laughs> yeah, that looks ridiculous. It's like he's going, what? Bod, what what Bod is up you? with this and the crime? He's looking for something to be angry about. Yay. Is he her? Huh? Looks like he's chasing her. He's just yeah, like, yes. why am I partnered up with her? Uh-huh. Oh, with the oh. hawking and the doving. <laughs> and the schmeckling <laughs> and the schmeckling. And and oh, I'm schmenging. Uh, I, Vampire, number one. Written by Joshua Hale Fialkov, who is a really good writer. Uh, been on panels with him in the past. Really, really like him personally. He's this guy. was a character from a while ago, didn't they? House of Mystery was a backup. He was in backup. In, okay, in, that's what in, I thought. House of Mystery, and so they're kind of revamping him. And I, that and, was like in the 70s. And, and this kind of reboot, and 80s, but this kind of reboot, I don't mind. Like a character that was like a good yeah, idea. Yeah, because we need more vampires right now. You know what I mean? Well, it's well, funny because they, they'll have American vampire 
I imagine that's going to continue. That's Vertigo. I don't think Vertigo is influ- is impacted at all by this. Okay, the Vertigo and book's then just going on. I Vampire too. There's not going to be any confusion at all. By but I think I Van- But they're trying to have things that are firmly Read set the in the DC universe. Okay. Um, Let's see if this sounds any different from any story. Okay, you're like the cover. For hundreds of years, Vampire Andrew Stanton. Lept, uh, kept mankind safe from the horrors of the supernatural world thanks to a truce he made with his ex-lover, Mary the Queen of the Damned. But now that truce has reached a bloody end and Andrew must do everything in his power to stop Mary. It really is just a, a reboot of the, of the series Twilight. in the first place. Yeah. Uh, and she, but, it, it, but it's tied indirectly. She's going to start with the heroes, the DCU. So. Well, let Stephanie make the comment that she just made to Rick so we can all <laughs> How hear. about making some of these on air? Go ahead. No. Oh, I'm just saying the guy looks like Taylor Lautner. If you were a vampire. Right. They're going for the Twilight crowd. Okay, Joshua, really like you, but now this hurts. When someone says that's not your fault, it's DC marketing, I get it, but it hurts. Um, Okay. Too bad. Joshua who? Joshua Hale Fialkov. He wrote, um, he's got a really good graphic novel out right now called Tumor. Uh, He wrote Elk's Run, which is really good. Uh, And I. I'm trying to think of other stuff. He's been doing a lot. Oh, that's fine. Of I, just, I thought you were talking about somebody else. No, no, no. Uh, no, not, okay. not Dice Art. I know two people named, uh, named Josh. Uh, Justice League number one, written by Jeff Johns, art and cover by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. You I would buy talked that. about that one already. Buy that just for the Well, year. I did say, though, the one thing is that the spectacular debut issue, they're charging us three ninety nine so we can get a special combo pack, as uh, Troy suggested last year. Polybag with a redemption code for a digital download, so you can have your digital edition. The first one's free, kids. Yeah, no, it's not. They're charging three ninety nine, so you pay a buck more uh, to have both the hard copy the first and one's the digital. Just a buck more, we got you sold. Yes. Okay, Justice League. That's not holding the line. Anyways, go ahead. No, Justice League Dark Number One, written by Peter Milligan with art by. I ain't even gonna touch Nico Janine. The witch known as the Enchantress. Yeah, but here's the. It's shade. Madam Xanadu, Dead Man, Zatanna, and John Constantine. So, interesting. Snooze. No, I, the characters Pass. I kind of like. I might yeah, pick that up. It actually I like looks Peter Milligan interesting. Too. Justice League International, number one. Written by Dan Jurgens, art by Aaron Lopresti and Matt Ryan. Uh, and Justice League International will be Batman, Booster Gold, Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, August General, uh, I'm sorry, August General in Iron, Fire, Ice, Vixen, and Rocket Red. Bye. Okay. That was the dark... Yeah, that looks like a sleepwalk, not sleepwalk, a shadow pact or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a little maybe. uninteresting. A little bit, but I like when you throw, if the, if John Constantine is well written and throw him into the mix, I yeah. think that could be really interesting. Uh, and who writes him really good? Uh, Peter Milligan writes okay. writes a good John Constantine. So, uh, Legion Lost, number one, written by Fabian Nicheza, art and cover by Pete Woods. There's you guys are of, the Legion guys. So there's you a guys... lot of late '80s, early '90s Marvel guys that have come in. Because is it, who is the guy now that's the editor in chief that was a Marvel editor in chief for a while? Don't remember. Uh, that's a shame. I should, should remember this. Uh, but anyway, he's brought back a lot of his guys that were popu- that were responsible for Marvel being popular early in the nineties. Uh, it's seven heroes from the thirty first century who traveled back to the present day. Their mission saved their future from annihilation. So it's kind of like actually what Legion did around the time of the Darkest Night or the Blackest Night. Not. You mean Final Crisis? No, where the sun was, where Parallax redeemed himself. I don't recognize oh, a that was single a one of those final, legionnaires. No, Final Night. Final Night. Final Night. Do you? Uh, Dawnstar. That's clearly Dawnstar. Oh yeah, I missed the wings. 
Um, that looks like X Men. That might that might be in the that might be uh, Timberwolf down there. Uh, and then that, Gates. How Gates. is that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Gates, so how is that not like X Men First Class or something <laughs> right there? That, uh, it's not not like X Men First Class. <laughs> it is X Men First oh, Class. Okay. With Legion, um, Legion Superheroes number one reboots. And Wait, how many more of these we got? Are we like halfway clearly, done? We're, we're halfway, halfway through. Okay. Uh, Legion Superheroes number one, written by Paul Levitz, art by Francis Portella. It really is just slapping a number one on the ongoing storyline. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm really nice liking. Cover. I Nothing like really. the ongoing storyline. That's, Legion? Story yep. That's Legion Superheroes. Yes. Oh, what was the Chameleon one you showed Boy. us before? That was Legion, Legion Lost. Lost. Oh, Ultra Boy. Which, again, you know, is. 15 years ago, that's what they did. Uh, Do the Legions really need guns like that? Well, the legions often had support from whoever the police. the science police were or whatever. Okay, here's the one that I think is at, at least an interesting idea. Just to see, we'll see. Men of War, number one, written by Ivan Brandon, art by Tom Derenick. On the ground and on the front lines, a young, headstrong soldier known as Joe Rock assumes command of Easy Company, a team of ex-military men turned contractors. Will they survive the battle-scarred landscape carved by the DCU's supervillains? Ready this for this? This is cover? almost the DC Damage Control, though I don't like that cover. That cover is like every video game. This is like <laughs> this is like, it's like it's like the Legion of Doom that's out there yeah, right now. Exactly, but it's the grandson of Sergeant Rock. Carrying on the family name, so an interesting idea that I just don't have a lot of faith in, except that it's. A, but they're contractors. They're not. They're not they're American soldiers. They're, they're not. Yeah, they're they're yeah, not they're the mercs. patriots. Then. It's yeah. like let's they're get the losers. Hey, for the money. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mr. Maybe it starts for the money. Mister Terrific, I mean number one. More. Written by Eric Wallace, art by Roger Robinson. Mister Terrific is the purple one and not Miracle. Wait, who's Mr. Ter- Mr. Terrific? Well, the re- oh, that's the JSA guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is no JSA book in this reboot, but Mr. Terrific gets a solo book for the first time. <laughs> the world's third smartest man and one of his most el- most I've always liked that tagline. Uses brains and fists against science gone mad in this new series from Eric Wallace and Roger Robinson. Do I have a cover yet? I'm I'm trying to get to it. I might buy that just to see what it's like. The cover is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Because, um, you know, he's you know, Mr. Terrific's a pretty interesting character. There it is. Oh, not anymore. Not anymore, I won't buy that. <laughs> yeah, I like the leather that jacket. That is stupid. I like his stupid. look with the leather jacket. I don't mind the T-spheres. He, like da- like like he looks like a male, black, gay version of Dazzler. <laughs> it's like if they updated Dazzler. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that just that was like wrong with wrong frosting. But am I wrong though? Look <laughs> at the picture. I think you're a little wrong, but Dude, I, I understand why. If you they went there. redid like Dazzler, you know how they're always redoing characters and they got to change. Let's yes. make them a male and let's make them black. Let's change it around, Dude, that's Dazzler 2011. Right oh. there. I like this. I like the the layout of the cover. You got his floating t balls. Oh, whatever. It's well laid out. <laughs> <laughs> really, you like his floating t balls? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're okay. T spheres. They're T spheres. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're not helping. You're you're actually helping my case, Rick. So. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna pass on that. Let's now. bag that without uh, looking at it. I was gonna I was okay. gonna buy. <laughs> looking at it, I pass. Nightwing number one, written by Kyle Higgins, art and covered by Eddie Barrows and J.P. Mayer. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. Dick Grayson flies high once more as Nightwing in a new series from a hot new writer. And as he embraces destiny, Haley's Circus, the big top where Dick got once performed, returns to Gotham City, bringing no, with it murder, mystery, and superhuman evil. Bye. It's Nightwing. Love people, Nightwing. People love Has he got Nightwing. a mouthful of marbles or something in there? <laughs> it's, um, it's clenched jaw muscles, man. He, he's flying. Really? He's uh, grinding his teeth. He's grinding his teeth. He's grinding his teeth. He's, holding, he's pursing his lips. Yeah. 
But I noticed his outfit looks a lot like Batman Beyond. It's a lot shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see. No word on Batman Beyond here. I just yeah. noticed it's not there. So that's a shame. Omac number one. Yeah. Why is, why is OMAC number one exist? Because it's written by Dan DeVio <coughs> and Keith Giffen. Art and covered by Keith Giffen and Scott Koblish. Um, this one, take bring up the cover. I will. I'm, the I, all is it the robot or is it the dude? It's Neither. a combination. So, so I have to say that I love the original OMAC series. That's mm-hmm. just crazy it's silly, sci-fi. It's just, yeah. And then everything they've done since then has been shite. How, Rick, how of could you? you? I, that was for you, Derek. I think and uh, this is no exception. Oh my god, that looks ridiculous. That's like Omac Hulk. Yeah, yeah it looks like Hulk. Omac Smash. The Incredible Omac. Pass Mac. Yeah. And he turns out to be General Thunderbolt Ross. Boom. Um, here we go. Red Hood and the Outlaws. Number one, written by Scott Lobdell, art and cover by Kenneth Rockefeller. And the Outlaws. Yeah. What are they, a country band? Here's the thing. I'm gonna, no sooner has Batman's former sidekick, Jason Todd, put his past as the Red Hood behind him. Right there I have a problem because the Red Hood's shtick is that he kills criminals. He's a wanted, even if you agree with it, he should be put on trial. So he's joined up with Arsenal and Starfire. It's like Spider-Man and his amazing friends done yeah. psychotically. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That looks stupid. Okay. I like Starfire and I like Arsenal. You know, you know who he looks like right now? He looks like Deadpool. Looks like Deadpool. Oh! Yeah, he looks like Deadpool and uh, Grifter. Just from that picture we saw. Griftpool. They took Grifter's <laughs> leather jacket and put it on this guy. Yeah. Because in the uh, other picture, he didn't have a leather jacket. Not a fan. Yeah. Uh, Pass. So, so sorry on that one. Um, Red Lanterns, number one, written by Peter oh, Milligan, art covered by Ed Bennis and Rob Hunter. Atrocitus and his Red Lantern Corps return in their own series, battling against injustice in the most <laughs> bloody ways imaginable. They get their own book? They get their own book. I knew this was coming. Were they did really you? that exciting? I did know that there was a Red Lantern book. You know, coming. I didn't read the, the original Ring series. Were the Red Lanterns all that deep or interesting? No, they're just funny. They were angry. They're, they're just, just angry. And they vomit all blood. That's stupid. Okay. It's ignorant. But it's, but it's Peter Milligan. On the so other hand, I'd love to see a Larfley's uh, series. Uh, did you get the Christmas special? I did. It was all right. That's why I want it. Um, did like the Red Lanterns win out all the other side-colored lanterns to get their own book? No, they or? will fight side-by-side side now at times. And yeah, so why don't they just do make any lantern sense, color book? Or I something? don't know. I, you know what, I'll tell you why the Red Rainbow lanterns, lanterns get their own book right now. Fly well, because they're a key element. The Red Lantern Corps is going to be the bad guys in the Green Lantern animated series. Oh, really? So Atrocitus is like the thing. So why would the red ones and not the yellow ones? I, I don't know. Oh, don't Red's mean. the new yellow. Um, right. I think because they wanted to hold off on doing the yellow ones until after Sinestro turned bad in the films. Oh, okay. If there will indeed be a second Let's keep film. going. We got, we got a little time. Resurrection Man, number one. I'm very excited about this. By the original writers, uh, Abnett and Lanning, uh, with Ivan Rice. I love Resurrection Man. I love the original series. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, You're probably the only one that's going to buy be, that, too. I might be, but... I, I might give it a try. It's the return of Mitch Shelley, and he's still dead. He can't stay dead for long, and with each... Wait, don't comes, we already have a book called Dead Man coming out? No, no, no. Resurrection Man's... Ability, did you ever read Resurrection Man? No. So he, get, so he, he basically keeps getting... You kill him, and he comes back to life immediately with a different superpower. Oh. Which led to the greatest... When the Hitman Resurrection Man crossover was... Uh, Re- Hitman just kept killing him until he came up with something useful. But see, that's fun for one book. Uh, no, it was it was fun for a very long time. 
It was about okay. three years worth of really good storytelling. All right. So uh, I have faith in that. Okay. Because um, right now it just looks like a cheesy horror film wannabe. Well, it's just the cover. I know, but that's that's what people are going to like look at. Cover. The Savage yeah. Hawkman, number oh, one. Brother. Written by Tony S. Daniel, art and cover by Philip Tan. This one actually looks kind of good. Isn't he supposed to be an archaeologist? And well, he is an archaeologist. Yes. How can he be a savage archaeologist? He specializes in alien ruins and. Oh, that's a no. That's a pass. Okay, we'll see. His helmet looks a little more like Hot Girl there. Yeah, he looks very Thanagarian there, but yeah, yeah just... we'll see. Static Shock number one, written by Scott McDaniel and John Rosam, that's art a and covered by Scott McDaniel and Jonathan Glapian. Um Basically putting Static into more mainstream DC continuity, uh, calling it Static Shock because that's what the cartoon was called. Yeah. Um, but maybe. I think if it, again, Is Black Lightning going to appear in it? I don't know. Pass. Uh, but I would hope, again, if they write it more appropriately for younger readers, it that would be a would really be a good book. Good chance. Uh, Stormwatch, written by Paul Cornell, art and cover by Miguel Sepulveda. Uh, and this is this is an interesting one. Following the ominous events of Superman number one, Adam One leads half the Stormwatch team to recover something from deep in the Himalayas. Meanwhile, Jack Hawksmore from a the great Authority, character, yes, and the rest of the Stormwatch crew look to recruit to the deadly superheroes on the planet Midnighter and the Apollo. So, and the premier gay couple from the Wild Strong yes, Universe. And so they're merging the Authority with, but unfortunately, they're not going to be gay anymore. I I don't know. Who knows? But I mean that that this is actually merging them more with the DC universe than anything else yes. has. And again, written by Paul Cornell. Authority so was I pretty badass. I would I would trust it. Paul Cornell's a really good writer. Uh, I really loved his run on action. I might purchase just out of curiosity. Try it out. Suicide Squad number one, written by Adam Glass, uh, written by Marco Rudy. Yeah, uh, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and King Shark. Mm, no bronze tiger in there. Not so far. Uh, there we go. Let's see the picture. Harley, look at check out. That's Harley Quinn in the center. Good God! Nah, I knew Harley Quinn. I pass. Because um, okay. we know they're not going to kill Harley Quinn. They'll kill she's, killer. Shark. She's looking not funny. She's looking like vicious Joker killer. She looks like a typhoid Quinn. Mary right yeah. there. Oh, she does. yeah, yeah. It's yep. Stupid. Okay. Stupid. Superboy number one, written by Scott Lobdell, art by R. B. Silva and Rob Lean. It looks like they're just going back and retelling his story. They're again. rebooting the original Superboy after the Death of Superman series. Yeah, yeah so. but people like that, though, right? Yeah, but they had that already. Uh, and yeah, but again, if you're watching Young Justice, yeah, young, it ties yeah, into Young Justice. Young Justice. That's I, that it's might a merchandising so. thing. Yeah, yeah. Supergirl, Makes sense. Supergirl number one, written by Michael Green and Mike Johnson. I have no idea who they are. Art and cover by Mahmoud Asrar. She's got the unpredictable behavior of a teenager with the same power as Superman and none of his affection for the people of Earth, so don't piss her off. Okay, Ooh. so we have to talk about this oh, costume. costume. The well, costume is actually kind of cool. It violates a rule that DC editorial said was going to happen was that all their all the superheroines were going to be wearing long pants. And she is not wearing long pants. How do you those know those could aren't be pants? Jenkins. Or Jenki, uh, j- Jenkins. 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 You're so Jenkins. 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 Lounging about the house in his Jenkins. <laughs> those, are, those are the cheap ones you get at Walgreens. Jenkins. Oh, uh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, it doesn't come up in conversation around my house that often. Uh, no. <laughs> really? No. I think, you, I, think you, I think you just I think you just named the podcast. Those could be Jenkins. <laughs> okay. No, but if you look at... This is such a departure from every costume uh-huh. she's had. 
The, well, she's the, got hooker boots. The way the boots, well, the, way the boots are working. Yeah. She doesn't have the little skirt. Now, is her this cape supposed to be like a merger of like Power Girl, Super Super? No, Mario? this is I much more demure than she Power Girl. She looks very Power Girl from the head up. It's, it's <laughs> ironic for you to look at her from the head up. <laughs> you know, Rick, I really take offense with that statement. I know you really? do. I see her for who she is. Yeah, sure. Uh, from the neck But down. would you buy her book? You know what? The concept you said when she had let, what is it doesn't share Superman's affection for humanity. That I find birth. interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's kind that of that could kind be of, a good a good selling point. And the artwork doesn't look terrible if it's anything like the cover. Yeah, okay. That might be a buy. Okay. So, Superman number 1 written by George Perez, breakdowns by George Perez with art by Jesus Marino. Not Jesus says? No, no. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the new adventure Superman begin here. What is the Man of Steel's startling new status quo? How does it affect Lois Lane and the Daily Planet? Which, will, he way, wear, will he roll his pants They will not be married. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah. so I think that's great. I want to see books where Superman's out on the town picking up chicks, right. trying to, you know, do mm-hmm. his thing in oh, this the, is one, the big city. This is actually a cover we should discuss because this does show the costume better than the JLA one does. Okay. Bring it um, up. Bring yeah, it up, my man. I'm trying. You're in alphabetical order, and I have no order, no order here, so I'm just basically remembering where things were against each other. Okay, keep it going. Okay, well, let me move on to Swamp Thing, number one, written by Scott Snyder, art and cover by Yannick Paquette, an artist I really oh, here like. We uh, here we go. Oh, here we go back to Superman, number one. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is the one they showed on. Yeah, so, Red Belt. Use. Yeah. Lots of Big colors. old cod piece. <laughs> uh, what is that? Good, that, yeah. that? That lawn. Do I have to explain to you what that is? No, I know what that <laughs> is. Definitely the boots have been redesigned, and the collar. he's got a collar on the suit now. Yeah, the boots look ridiculous. He kind of looks uh, – the upper tor- – the torso is like – it's Monel. Yeah, that's kind of well, well, the Monel doesn't have Monel has his legs look short too. Monel has the blue shirt over that goes down beneath doesn't his Doesn't even belt, go, he doesn't have he? little midget legs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's look not, at his not legs. A, it's in the left leg looks good. <laughs> well, the, le- the right leg's leg up. Is yeah. No, the little the left leg, yeah, yeah it looks really small. <laughs> the right leg is tucked maybe, up. Maybe they'll make him smaller. No, it's no, for no, no, short. No, not the the new Superman walks with a limp because one leg's shorter than the other. He had polio as a child. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, this is the second picture of Superman we have. There are three pictures of Superman in these new series. All with red glowing eyes? Uh, two out of three. Two out of three red glowing eyes. Yeah, yeah so. but that looks like a completely different character. Because they're going to try and make him darker because, you know, the whole truth, justice, the American way and actually being... It just doesn't uh, work anymore, Derek. Being a moral compass for us all. Yeah, that's just... You can't tell good stories about that. No. No. That's stupid. Anybody detecting a note of sarcasm in my voice? I did. Oh, good. Good. It's working then. Anyway, Swamp Thing number one. Uh, Sell me the pitch. One of the world's most iconic characters. Is that really? True? Would you call I, don't iconic? Know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. How many of these have started off that way? Could you go to, to like the DC Universe? Could you go to like South Africa and wear like your your Swamp Thing T-shirt? And then they'll be like, oh, you're oh, assuming thing, I have swamp a Swamp thing. thing T-shirt. No, I'm just saying this is the world's most recognizable icon. I think what they mean by the iconic is that the idea behind Swamp Thing is kind of elemental. Is elemental, literally. Yeah. Um, oh, he's got hooker boots. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? And a collar on his on his. Uh, he's got a leafage. flower on his shoulder. He's feeding a swan. Uh, is he feeding a swan? Is that what he's doing? I think in that's there? a euphemism. Oh. Is he huge he's compared peeing to in that? The lake. Compared that's to a that heron. crane. Oh. Yes, it's a black swan. Anyway, um, every step he takes will shake the foundation. Every of the move earth. he makes. Alec Holland has his life back, but the green has plans for it. A monstrous evil is rising in the desert, and it will take a monster of another kind to defend life as we know it. How is a swamp thing? 
Going to fight a desert thing. I don't know. We'll see. I want to know. Okay, so you want to buy that. No. Uh, Again, Scott Snyder has proven himself with American Vampire to me. I like Yannick Paquette as an artist. Wait, but he doesn't have have a a ring, though. He's not the White Lantern anymore? No, he is the White Lantern. But who knows? But we haven't seen the White Lantern use that ring for anything. So who knows? Who knows? Although maybe all that's wiped away by this flashpoint. We got to hit the road, man. It's almost time to go. Teen Titans, number one. Written by Scott Lobdell, art and cover by Brett Ruth and Norm Rathbun. Let's see who's in it. Everybody you think. But with Red Robin, Tim Drake. Red so, Robin. This one, a whole new character, Voodoo Number 1, written oh, by Ron here's Mars. Here's the Teen Titans. Yeah, okay. So Who, oh, like is that Super Red Robin? Red Ro- a new design for Red Robin. Is that Robin. Impulse or Kid Flash? Aren't they all Red Robin? Because it's like a lot of red in that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that supposed to be Wonder Girl? Uh, yeah, maybe. I might buy that. Yeah. I like. I always love the Teen is that Titans. A tattoo? And then uh, Voodoo Looks number like one, written by Ron Mars, art and covered by Sammy Basri. Who is Voodoo? Is she hero, villain, or voodoo? Is she hero, villain, or both? Learn the truth about Priscilla. She's Katane. got a lizard hand. It's kind of like Witchblade. Or it does look exactly like Witchblade. Yeah. I hadn't seen that cover before. Wait, There's... isn't Witchblade owned by Wildstorm? No. It's a different. Oh, uh, Top, uh, top Cow. cow. Um, the truth, she a now, wait. Here's the America. thing with that cover. We don't know if that's her hand or not. That's true. So it could be a lizard man putting his hand in her mouth, discover which the, is gross. Discover the new DCU through her eyes because the things she sees are not always what they seem. Yeah, that's not enough to make me buy it. Okay. And then the last of the new is uh, Wonder Woman number one, written by Brian Azzarello, art and covered by Cliff Chang. Does she have the same outfit as the TV series? Uh, the canceled TV I series? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, uh, pretty much. Pretty much. She looks, on her pants. The pants are black. She looks like stars. She looks like Leela from uh, Futurama. Yeah. Just put one eye on her head. It's like Frank Miller's Wonder Woman. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm with you. It's Leela. Oh, jeez. We'll put in Fry and Bender and you got a Futurama comic. That would be hot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so um, that's all That's all the comics. Now can we, we made it. With a few minutes here. Do we have anything left? You, you've seen Green Lantern. Should we save it till next week? No. Well, you can t- give me some spoiler free. Tell me if... Uh, I should go see it. I'm going to anyway. But Here's the thing. Yes. Fanboys. Okay. Don't be too hard on it, fanboys. Oh You're going to like it. You're going to like it. But don't go in there going, oh, I didn't like the way they changed this or that or the cotton. Look, it's, it made a couple artistic licenses. This was, this was, these were your complaints two weeks yes, ago. Yes, I know. With what movie? About Kilowog and about... I'm just saying, though. I'm, I'm just trying to... You've like, seen the light? I'm trying to just make it go down better for all Green you Rangers guys. Light. Okay. 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 Uh, positives. Ryan Reynolds does a great job with what he's given. Uh, Mark Strong is fantastic. Oh, great, good. I would uh, the move. The story is thin, mm-hmm. very, very thin. Um, not a whole lot to it. Not a lot of depth. Uh, Blake Lively is absolutely terrible. You mean we've gotten but all for, the story in the, co- but in the commercials? Her. Well, you know, here's the thing. If you're a DC Comics person. You'll mentally fill in the gaps, uh-huh. but if you're not, I don't think you'll be like, "What's going on?" I don't get. But it gives you enough to the, like to the average non-comic fan. I think they'll just watch it and go, "Wow, that was cool!" Kind of like Ghost Rider or something. You know what I mean? Like that's not that wasn't really. A- I'm just saying there were there were cool successful enough for a Ghost Rider too I guess so, I will say uh, this not that I'm defending that film I didn't. the 3D is better than I thought it was going to be oh you saw it in 3D yeah um, the although the 3D does make it look like it's an animated film so like 
A lot of the times you're watching, you know, live action stuff, and it's just the 3D pops in such a way that you just, it, you really, honestly, you know, like you always see, you hear the, the quote, a comic book brought to life. Yeah, it really feels, it almost feels like you're watching one of the the digital comics or whatever because it's so brought to just, life. Brought yeah. to life, yeah. So you really feel like you're watching a comic. I will say this: it's fun. Um, all the Green Lantern stuff, all the Green Lantern effects are great. Digital effects are great. Um, that's when it's most it's it's it's, it's coolest and it's exciting. Is anytime he's powered up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I will say this: you know, how a lot of people gave grief about the mask and stuff. You kind of notice and, and, it. And, and, and in fact, one of the the person sitting to my right gave a lot of grief about that. <laughs> that would be you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm adding to yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it it you know you don't you you get into it and you just don't care anymore because it's fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's not the best film. Uh, I will say this. I kind of compare it to Thor in the sense that um, Thor was fun, but could have been better. Could have been, you know, whatever. Okay. But I just saw it as it's a fun afternoon or day or night at the movies. Okay. You're going to have a good time if you like Green Lantern. But Blake Lively's terrible. Is there something at the end? Oh. Uh, after There's two sets of credits. So stay after the first. You will get a little treat. But then after that, I swear to God, there's an additional 20 minutes of credits because it's just lists and lists of like graphic well, you guys gotta, or whatever. You know, they, they had to have brought in more than one effects house. But I will say this much. But there's nothing after that, right? No. But after the, the first round of credits, unfortunately, they do something really stupid. And I won't – you guys will watch it first, but I think it was a mistake what they showed after the credits. Okay. Does he say, what do you th- – what not gonna, you I'm think? Not My name you. is Sinestro? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Deadpool shows up. <laughs> Deadpool's head shows up. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll give you a hint. And he goes. Shh. I'll give you a hint. Good Nort. No, I'm kidding. That's a red herring. <laughs> Anyways, I would love a Good Nort appearance. Um, just to be able to say Good Nort. But you know, what? I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it, and I think you'll hate it. Okay. And the uh, people was, at home will was, never know who I just pointed to. <laughs> but we do, Lon. We right. do. Uh, so that would be interesting to know. Um, and on television, just wanted to cover things. Uh, because speaking of Green Lantern, if you buy the Superman anthology on Blu-ray, you get a ticket to Green Lantern. Oh. Really? Uh, oh. But that's buying the Blu-ray, the complete, which is... Um, you can buy... Uh, the anth- buy is that like 100 bucks? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things for the ticket. <laughs> Don't talk about Blu-rays and not include the DVD master. Uh, Actually bought Jonah Hex... On Blu-ray for eight dollars. See, he can't be called the DVD master when he no, does things like but that. I got an eight dollars worth ticket. So oh, okay. I got a free movie. For See, a movie oh, he's clever. The man knows his stuff. All right. So I, was, I just want to talk about the anthology because it's essentially the same package that was released uh, a few years ago in the, metal uh, box. In, in the big metal box, but now it's all on Blu-ray. And the transfer is great. Yeah. They even bothered to uh, do the Superman and the Mole Men like a, in a really clean transfer. So um, it's it's worth it. If you except the problem is you do get Superman three four, and depending on your on your appreciation of the film, Superman Returns. Uh, but you get a lot of great Superman, Superman stuff. Returns was better than Superman three and four. That's true, uh, even but though it, it sucks. But and you also but this also includes the Richard uh, Donner cut of Superman two, and the what about the Richard Pryor cut? And that would be Superman <laughs> three, Dave. That's smoking. And uh, and you get all the all the animated. Somebody, the did, somebody needs to do a start a, a, an edit on Superman Returns that cuts the baby entirely out of that movie. 
Really? You want to cut the baby I out? I do. Solomon like. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, throw the baby out with the, with the bathwater. Jesus, water. Rick. So we'll see. It's, it's, it's a good package. And for those, and this is, Lon wants to leave. He may turn out turn off right here. Little Doctor Who news. Yay. That are, well, no. Oh, I heard some stuff. After we get our six episodes in the fall, because it ended on a cliffhanger last week or two weeks ago, mm. uh, we get our six episodes, and then the next season after the Christmas special is just four specials. That's stupid. Not doing four single episode specials? Just like what they do with David Tennant. No. Does the BBC realize how hot Doctor Who is becoming they, now? They, they do realize it. And then they just go, well, let's make less. Uh, it's a combination of factors. Uh, and one of it is the BBC is scrambling for money. They're having to do mm. budget cuts like crazy. You know, if they do things like that, then you're more likely to go out and buy the DVDs. Which are overpriced. But, yeah. you know, that's... Well. Um, but, like, they can't find a backer that could, you know... That's like, not the way the BBC runs. In fact, this season of Doctor Who is the first time that BBC and BBC America, which are two related but separate companies, have actually co-produced. Well, can't they do like can't they license a character out to like a bigger production company? And- See, even that is sort of what's going on. The BBC mm-hmm. is run differently because it's owned well, By the it's, government. A, it's it's a public service. It's like PBS. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but they used but to- you got this dude who's selling. I so they have to have everyone in the country Sell out. I know, but. Who the people that haven't really made statements are people like Matt Smith, and saying is this another situation where like David Tennant that he wants to be able to do other things for a little while? Yeah, well, yeah, you don't want to leave these actors stuck to these stupid contracts. You're only making four specials a year well, every two well, no, no, years. No, no, no. Didn't he sign they, up for thirteen episodes? What? He signed up for thirteen episodes though. Uh, well, that's never that's not been confirmed. Oh. Thirteen episodes, you're only shooting four a year. The guy you got him for like eight years. No, last now. last week they said no, no, we're doing thirteen episodes, and then they said we're doing half. Don't, a don't season. do the math, Stephanie. <laughs> Your no, brain will just it hurt. doesn't make Trust sense. Trust me, I'm right. It doesn't. And this is one of those cases again where Lon doesn't actually know or care anything about this situation, but he's going to shout no, us all down. I find that interesting. You're like Goodson. You're getting louder and louder. No, I find that interesting that you'd only do four episodes of. But they're like, but they're twice as long. Yeah, so that actually counts as two episodes. So eight episodes. No, it's it's basically four two-hour movies. Mm. You know, my favorite line in the Rebel mm. Flesh was that a lot of bad stuff can happen in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it's like yeah. great, which describes the worst. The episodes. Rebel Flesh. That was one of the epi- episodes. This I season. think me and Dave maybe. Uh, flesh I'm not going to talk about it after one party. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. That no. That just upset people at the table. Wasn't that a song by Billy that? Idol? Rebel flush, I rebel yell. Oh, okay. Rebel yell. yell. Thank you. That's Thank you. I crap mo mo mo. He was wearing Jenkins. Oh, that was a pretty good. Bit. <laughs> he tried to start that as a fashion craze. It didn't work. Listen, Jenkins. If you've got comments, <laughs> the Jenkins. The big overall questions, <laughs> commentary. <laughs> help us get out of this. Write to editor at familyplanet dot com or send, send us pictures of you and your Jenkins. <laughs> I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Lons Jenkins Lopez. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Rodriguez. I'm David Leroy Jenkins. And I'm fashion mogul Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your Jenkins only, only for good. good. Leroy Jenkins! No one will ever hear that. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast.
Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com.